As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. You may never love putting in 12-hour days at the office. You may never love the sacrifices associated with what you want to achieve. But if you're passionate about what you want to achieve, it's worth it. Before we get into today's episode, I want to offer you a free service and a free gift. Yes, a free gift. You're a loyal best ever listener. You deserve free gifts. And it's from our best ever partner, Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. So are you a landlord or investor who's self-managing? Well, if you're self-managing, is that the best way to scale your business? And are you fulfilled by self-managing or would you rather be doing other stuff with your time? Like, I don't know, scaling your business, scaling your portfolio, making more money, bringing more rentals, rental income coming in because you're acquiring more properties. If you want to scale, if you're not getting fulfilled by self-managing, then here comes the free service. Here comes the free gift. Linda Libatory, you know her, episode 714 I interviewed her about her best ever advice, talked to her about her company, which is the solution to your problem, Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. They handle the phone calls, they handle the rent collections, they handle late payment reminders, they handle the lease violation notices, everything from the text messages, reminders, all the way to collecting the ACH payments. Linda's team will help you scale your business, whether you got 500 units or even a handful of units, go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. They're going to give you a free 30-minute goal strategy session. They'll give you free setup and the first 30 days free, mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Again, if you are self-managing and you're not fulfilled by self-managing and you agree that there's a better way to scale your business, scale your investments, then go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Take Linda and her team up on their generous offer of giving you a trial and a strategy session to see if it's right for you. Mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluff. We've spoken to Barbara Corcoran, Shark Tank, Emmett Smith, Hall of Fame running back, and a whole bunch of others with us today. I'm so pleased to say we're speaking to Jillian Michaels. How you doing, Jillian? Hey, good. How are you? I am doing well. And guess what I just got done doing? What? 
I got done doing an advanced ab circuit for six minutes on the Jillian Michaels fitness app, and my blood's pumping and my abs are burning. <laughs> Good. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> I love that thing. I just got married. My wife is a personal trainer, and she actually told me about it. So I downloaded it, plus in preparation for our conversation, and I love that thing. So props to you on that app. Oh, thank you, but I appreciate it. Are you going to be doing the dad bod program in there anytime soon, you think? I did. Out of all the pictures, that dad bod one was the one that spoke to me. So yeah, I picked that one. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I want those abs, but I really want those big muscles. So yeah, I picked that. Today, we've got a little bit of time and... I thought the best way to approach our conversation with you is not for me to come up with questions, but instead I asked the best ever listeners to come up with questions that they had for you. So I actually got some questions from best ever listeners around the country. Whenever I announced a couple weeks ago that we'd be having a conversation, had a bunch of responses. So I've got some questions and we'll just roll with this if that works for you. Yeah, of course. Sweet. So I'll warm you up because some of them are more in-depth. So I'll warm you up with maybe a quick one. This is from Andrew from Mesa, Arizona. What's your morning routine? Gosh, well, obviously it involves the kids. I'm woken up at the freaking crack of dawn by two crazy kids wanting to eat and play and get ready for their day. So it involves first Getting woken up and having coffee. I have to have my co- my coffee mm-hmm. immediately. And there's a coffee company that we invested in called Lucky Jack, actually, that I love so much. We actually bought the company. So I have coffee. Then I prepare my munchkins breakfast. They get dressed and myself or Heidi takes them to camp or school. Then I come home and start my work day usually. So it's pretty kid-centric in the morning. Two follow-up questions on that. One, coffee. What are your thoughts on caffeine? Caffeine, I'm a huge believer, up to 400 milligrams a day. And I think, like anything, the right amount and proper quality is going to be critical. You can have too much vitamin A, too much vitamin C. Caffeine in the right dosage and the right quality has been shown to inhibit type 2 diabetes and improve insulin resistance. It literally improves cognitive function, theoretically helps to prevent Alzheimer's, helps to inhibit pancreatic cancer. It's a performance enhancer in the gym. But if you do too much of it, then it taxes your adrenals, it releases stress hormone, and it's also the quality of the caffeine. So if you're getting it from coffee, this is where cold brew and organic is really important because Mm -hmm. hot coffee has a lot of tannins and oils and is very acidic, whereas cold brew pulls out the bad oils because hot coffee can lead to higher levels of LDL, bad cholesterol, but if you have it cold brew, it strips out the bad oils and it's less acidic on the stomach and the teeth and what have you. But you also have to make sure that the coffee is organic because Mm -hmm. coffee is the second heavily sprayed crop in the world with pesticides and chemicals, second only to cotton. So it's very important that when you have coffee, you have organic coffee, preferably cold brewed coffee. Even if you have it hot, the process of brewing is much better for you. The second follow-up question, how old are your munchkins and what's typically served to them for breakfast? Five and seven, and they go through their phases, you know? So, like, right now, they like nature's path pumpkin waffles. So I'll give them that with a little bit of grass-fed butter and a drizzle of honey or organic maple syrup. They'll have turkey bacon. They'll have eggs because we have a farm, so we have ducks and chickens and everything. Mm -hmm. So they'll have farm eggs with cheese in it. 
sometimes they have granola, like they like this love crunch granola on Greek yogurt. So they kind of mix it up. They're pretty typical. No lucky charms. None of that garbage. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to switch gears. And this is Ash from Cincinnati, Ohio. He asks, what's the one thing you could change about yourself to make you even more successful? Patience, man. That's the key, which is also tied up with like impulsivity. You have to constantly, it's not personal, it's business. And you got to manage your patience and your emotions and your impulsivity. Luckily, when I know that I've had it with someone or something, I literally just hand it over to my business partner who has great patience and diplomacy. And I'm like, I can't, I'm going to, I'm going to just roast this person. I'm, I'm handing the ball <laughs> over to you. Thinking back and as objectively as you can look at it, would you have achieved what you've achieved if you had more patience along the way? And I ask that because sometimes I think that if you had approached it differently, then you wouldn't have accomplished what you had because you were, in some cases, impatient. I would say no to that one. I think the patience would have allowed me to have more persistence with certain issues ah, or better okay. tolerance of unethical individuals we work with that still have power and control. So I think that that could have helped. If I was to look back on mistakes that I'd made, it would have been not fighting harder. I do think this is predominantly a female thing, I hate to say, but, you know, as a woman, they constantly, like, they ignore you, they yes you to death, they ignore you, they yes you to death. Then you end up throwing a tantrum trying to get your way because you've tried a million other directions or a million other avenues to get them to listen, and then you're difficult and you're a bitch and all that stuff. So the one thing that I wish I had done in these instances where there were times I knew decisions were bad, choices were poor, and I thought, well, you know, they probably know more than me. Mm -hmm. They're a producer, after all, or they're a buyer at this big box store, so they probably know better than me. And then what happens is the project doesn't work, and everyone blames you anyway. <laughs> and so that's where you think, you know what, I should have fought. Who cares if they called me a bitch? If it worked, then we would have continued working on the project anyway, and instead, I allowed these things to go on, even against my better judgments, and it doesn't work, and they never want to speak to you again because nobody wants to be the owner of a failure, right? Success has many fathers, failure is an orphan. Mm -hmm. So I would have fought harder and not cared so much what people thought, and I would have been more patient in working certain deals and having a bit more diplomacy instead of being like, I don't care. These people are bad people. I don't want to work with them, whereas my business partner's like, you know what? We need to find a way to work around them. Mm -hmm. I love that. Kathy from Atlanta, she asks, who do you look up to and why? In truth, I find my inspiration in what I call, quote, regular people in that they're not privileged. They haven't been given great advantages to success. And to see them overcome obstacles and adversity is very inspiring to me. It's one thing when you've been given tremendous privilege and access and when you have, I think that the person to whom much has been given, much is required, right? It's your job yep. to spread the wealth and make the world more fair. But when I see everyday people overcoming obstacles against all odds, that's really where I find my inspiration and most of my respect goes. Because it's easy to be successful when you're standing on the shoulders of previous generations or nepotism and you've been given an unlimited amount of money to make mistakes and to find your way. So that's really where I find most of my inspiration. Eric from Cincinnati asks, 
what's the biggest piece of advice you gave to someone or even yourself that helped remain disciplined and on track with your goals? I really help people establish their why. I think this has become such a component of mainstream pop culture nowadays, but many, many years ago, I had read a book called Man's Search for Meaning by a guy named Viktor Frankl, and he was actually a Holocaust survivor who had kind of taken a Nietzsche quote, and it was like, if you have a why to live for, you can tolerate anyhow the work associated with the goal. And to me, it's like work with a purpose becomes passion, but work without purpose becomes punishing. Mm. So you have to help people find their purpose because you may never love working out. You may never love putting in 12-hour days at the office. You may never love the sacrifices associated with what you want to achieve, but if you're passionate about what you want to achieve, it's worth it. And I think that's the most important thing. And what do you want to achieve? God, you know, my goals are very diversified. Obviously, I have goals for my family and my kids and what kind of parents I want to be and for how long, you know, Mm -hmm. the longevity and the the quality of my ability to parent my kids. And in fact, my son is home right now with the chicken pox, which is why I had to take my daughter to camp today. So if you happen (laughs) to hear that in the background. So it's being around for my kids and being an active parent with my kids. That's important to me for years and years to come. I think also on a professional level, it's about being a platform and a channel for up-and-coming brands and personalities that I think present affordable and accessible alternatives to better-for-you options, whether it's food or boutique fitness or healthy supermarkets online that thrive, that beat the food desert issue and the affordability issue and petition to make food stamps available for healthier products. And to me, when I look at my brand, it's how do I use this platform that we've built to shepherd, if you will, young and up and coming brands that I think are doing great things in the world. That's my business goal now. And then on business goals, Maureen from Auburn, Maine asks, what advice can you give busy moms on how to manage and schedule their time with entrepreneurial endeavors and family? I call it the 12 hour rule. And My thing is that if you can cut out 12 hours a week for just you, then you can make it work. It will never be perfect. And I think that's tough because as Americans, we get into this rugged individualism and all or nothing, perfect or not at all. And I find that people who are motivated have that mindset, which is really dangerous because it's impossible if you have kids. It's an impossibility. And you've got to get into the good enough mindset and you've got to have more patience. So... If you've got 12 hours a week, if you're awake 16 hours a day, seven days a week, the math on that's like 112 hours a week or something of that nature that you're awake. Let's say you're putting in a 60-hour work week. Now you're left with like 50 hours and you take 40 of them and they're all about your family and your kids. You can still find 10 hours to focus on you, 10 to 12, and you have to schedule it. So over the course of the month, that means you got in time to get your hair done, your roots done, your haircut. You got in time for the manicure, pedicure. You got four half-hour workouts in a week. You managed to get that date night in with your significant other where it's just quality alone time. You got a girl's night in or a boy's night out. And that is the number. It's 12 hours a week. And Mm -hmm. if you spread it out over the course of the month, one week it's your checkup, the next week it's your hair, the next week it's the manicure, pedicure, 
it's the massage that you needed, it's the four half hours of exercise, it's the food prep for the rest of the week, and you got to appreciate that it doesn't happen all at once. It's a slow and steady burn of moving yourself in the right direction, but that's what I do, and look, I owe people answers on things right now. I go, okay, my deadline for that, you know, I put them in order of priority, and I'm like, my deadline to get back to you on this book proposal is going to be Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I pace it out. I put them in order. And prioritizing and communication is key. And then last question. This is from Steve in Los Angeles. Do you use visualization? And if so, how do you feel it's led to more opportunities in your life? Talking about the law of attraction. Uh, in truth, I don't necessarily know that I believe in the law of attraction in that it's like think money and money will come. I do think that focusing on your goals is important because it allows you to visualize what you want, which I think is going to generate positive emotion towards it. And that positive emotional connection is going to help push you through the work and the sacrifice associated with the goal. So I think there's benefit there, but you also need to to educate yourself about the goal, chart a very deliberate and specific roadmap of informed actions to take towards the goal in order to find inevitable success and learn from the mistakes along the way. But when you get into, like, the law of attraction makes me a little nervous in that it's like, oh, I just focus on it and it comes. That's total BS. Complete scam. That whole book, The Secret, is a total scam. (laughs) And it really bothers me, and I think it's done a massive disservice to so many people in the world. Well, Jillian, thank you for being on the show, from talking to us about the 12-hour rule for how we juggle priorities, which you are right now. I mean, you got one of the kiddos with chicken pox, and I appreciate you taking some time to talk to us, too identifying what our purpose is to one of the really things that stood out to me was the patience aspect where you mentioned if you had more patience at times, then you would have more persistence, the patience and persistence connection I had never thought of. So thanks for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day. Where should the best ever listeners go to learn more about what you got going on? Oh, I would just say, look, you can go to my social media channels, which is my name, of course, or go to JillianMichaels.com and you can check out the app and it's available on iOS and Android. And it's pretty much the hub for everything that we do that's Jillian Michaels brand based. So I just say JillianMichaels.com. Jillian, thanks for being on the show. Talk to you soon and we'll have a best ever day. Thank you. You too. Are you an investor who self-manages, talks to your residents, collects checks and handles all the day-to-day tasks? Well, there's a better way, best ever listener, and guess what? That better way is Secure Pay One. Secure Pay One, the landlord helper, will have conversations over the phone with your residents whenever there's an issue, and the residents can pay you directly. So schedule your free trial and 30 minute session today at mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Ready to bring your real estate investing dreams to life? Learn how to get focused, gain momentum, and the proven roadmap to make it happen with the Time for Investing Masterclass. Doors for enrollment are now open. Reserve your spot today with Neva at Neva, N-E-V-A, at timeforinvesting.com.